my take with us to look at God and to start to dream. You cannot achieve much. You cannot go too far unless you can see. And part of seeing comes back to the subject of visualization or conception. The ability to conceive and allow the process into the, the, the time of bathing and seeing it come to pass. Failure of most people, they fail or we fail, most of us, because we never start that which is within our heart, that which we believe God has called us to do, because we are all of us going to wait for a conducive environment. So I can officially say to you, there is never a conducive environment. You have, you have to have a different mind to understand that things, I use the word, some things you have to force them to work. You get it? Some things you have to make them to work. If you don't make them to work, they will not work. The older you become, there is a potential that you're going to be more wealthier and happier or you're going to become more disillusioned and ask yourself questions. What have I lived for? I don't know if you understand. You, you have, as far as the eye can see, here we're not talking about the two eyes. Obviously, they help a great deal. But we are talking about the eye of the spirit, the ability to perceive and the ability to understand the process, how things work. We read the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, and it says, wait for it, even though it tarries, it will come to pass. Hallelujah. Now, the, the, the ability to stay on course is what you have seen. The ability to stay on course is what you have seen. One thing that is fascinating, I don't know if you have seen it, when a blind man walks on the street and aids it. Maybe you've never seen it. I've seen it many times. One of my, my, my uncle married in a family and uh, the senior sister in that family was blind, but she, she, she could come to town. You get it? She could come to town and go everywhere she wants to go. She has never in her life seen the light once. You get it? So even if we switch off the light, all of us are disabled. We are going to bump the chest. But that hand of mine, we didn't bump anything because she was always living in the perception of her mind. She knew exactly where everything is. You get it? The only part you need to tell her, we have moved the chairs in the house. So we didn't move too many things. But if you have moved the chair, you need to, or you are changing things in the house, you'll say, oh, we have changed this. And you change it. And she built that in her mind in order to live. And this is the same challenge that I want to bring or give to us, that until you come to that level, uh, you will not be able to. And so as far as your eye can see. So I want you to understand that here we dream big. Can you tell your neighbor here? It's like you are coming out of a very heavy sleep. Can you say here? Yeah. We dream big. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you have to understand that you, you, your eyes must be open. Can you close your eyes? Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
open my eyes the eyes of my understanding that I may perceive that I may understand the call of God upon my life father remove every blindness remove every blindness I receive my sight tonight in the name of Jesus amen now you have to understand to receive to be able to see in the midst of darkness is something supernatural when everybody cannot see and you are able to see in the midst of hopelessness you are able to see much more than most people so let's let's get into it proverbs 23 verse 7 it says as for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's the part of my, my verse. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Can you tell me by as he thinks in his heart, so is he. You see, so the perception, the understanding that you have about yourself is that it's that that will make you to become what you are. I've got a few points that I want us to go into when we talk about the branch. Why do we do what we do and why is it important? I want us to talk about a subject. Uh, we're talking about the ability to see, the perception. Most of the time, I always say, you need to learn to attach yourself when you don't see anything because other people know where we are going. So you attach yourself to them and that will lead and guide you to where you are supposed to, to go. The book of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. We're going to read. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord's. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. This, there are things he saw, Dr. T. There are things he saw. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. I saw the Lord doing what? Sitting upon what? A throne. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. We will talk about this verse for some time. I saw in the year that Kihuzia died, I saw the Lord. Now, the question I have for you is, what kind of eye did he use to see the Lord? Can you ask your neighbor, what kind of eye did he use to see the Lord? Tell them, I ask you a question, answer me, please. <laughs> yeah, let them, let them answer you. So you have to understand that to be a great shepherd, to be, to be a great leader, to be a powerful Christian, you need to allow the Uzias of your life to die. 
You see, most of us seated here have got Uzias in our life that makes us not to see and therefore to become negative. Because what, if we look at the status of Uzia, Uzia was king. He provided possibly and this man could not see God. He couldn't see God because his environment was such that he was so fully dependent on what he was used to until the Lord removed something that he has relied on so intensely that the year that the Lord, that the year that the king died, he says, I saw the Lord. So, you might be seated here and there is a stronghold called King Hosea in your life. And could King Hosea will say to you, you are too busy, you are involved in too many things. Don't do it. Because King Hosea to you has become your security. It's something that you hold on. It's something that you know. It's something that you have anchored yourself into that you will refuse to change. Until God shakes the boat or takes away that which you have held and had your faith on is then that your life changes. And this is a challenge that I want to bring to you to say, what we are doing, King Hosea has died. So since he has died, what are we doing? We are seeing the Lord. This is not a small boy. He's a prophet. He's been prophesying for a number of years. But the question is, all along, he was, he was prophesying from his human spirit. I have spoken about it. Maybe one day I need to preach on it. How most of us speak and prophesy from the soulish level. All the most, not all, most of the prophets that exist today, they prophesy from a soulish level. A soulish level is a, is a, is a, is a human spirit. The only prophets I have you will do well. You will prosper. You will build a house. So you are only limited to what you can, you can relate to in your natural level. And this is exactly what we see the prophet struggling with all these years. He's been serving, but he has not served the, the Lord intensely. One of our shepherds, or uh, 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 yes, possibly an intern, we were talking about prayer. I was asking, how long have you prayed? And the question was asked, which is a very good question. I want to pray for an hour. Can I break it into portions? True, you can. You can pray. In the morning, wake up in the morning, pray for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Lunchtime, 10 minutes. In the evening, 20 minutes. But you see, it will never be the same. If you want to know to pray, I invite you, come and pray with me. Yeah. Then we can stay throughout the night. It's not church prayer meeting. I don't know if you get it. We are not in a hurry. We are not, we are not making noise. We are communing with God. We will, uh, we will just stay throughout the night, pray. And there's no prayer point number one. Prayer point number two. Prayer point number three. Prayer point number four. It doesn't exist. Because it moves. And I said, there is a level you will never experience. Until you learn to pray long using scriptures and engaging yourself, switching off your WhatsApp, your Facebook and whatever, your phone is just used for the basic things that you want it for, to read the scriptures from it, 
than for you to engage and find yourself ultimately not engaging in prayer but doing something else and taking that time. So when, when you pray for 30 minutes, it's not the same as praying for a full hour non-stop. You see, the prayer points are good for a new believer. But if, if you are really going to dig it, go far. You have to understand that it's going to take you as a person. I'm praying today. And when you start to pray, you stay on it. One prayer. Lord, I love you. I just want to minister to you today. And you just stay there and look for the scriptures that talk about the love of God. And you sit on them and say, Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for your love for me. I thank you for the love for my family. I thank you for the love that you, you gave me a ministry. I thank you, Lord, that you gave me people that I never have, would have known had it not been for you. Your love is amazing. Every day, every face I see, I see your face. Because the Bible says in the book of Revelation, every time the elders, these angelic hosts, they will bow down their head. Every time they lift up their eyes, and their, their faces to God, they see him different. And so you are holy. And when they say holy, holy is different. It's like a woman who puts on a makeup. You get it? She woke up in the morning, oily face and so forth. And then you disappear, go somewhere. In 5, 20, 30 minutes, you might get lost and don't know. <laughs> this is the same person. They have, they have added some wig. They have added some makeup. They have extended some other things. And then you start to realize, wow. This is not the same person. But when you look at it, you will say different, different. So you have to understand, until you make the decision or until certain things are taken from you, it's then that you might seek the Lord. And this is my challenge. The issue of why we do the branch, we want Hosea to die in our life. Your greatest enemy is yourself. Comfort, convenience is a killer. You must be in the state of uncertainty continually. It's a state of faith. If you say, oh, I have a house. I have this, I have this. I'm, I'm sad, I'm fine. Listen, you are calling storms for yourself. Be in the state of faith consistently. Think about it. Our father of faith, Abraham, God calls him. And uh, God speaks to him in chapter 13 of Genesis. Uh, they fight with the Lord. And he speaks, says to the to Lord, do whatever. The level of uncertainty that Abraham have had, most of us will not want to have. He says, leave everything that you have. Go, I will take you to a country, to a people you don't know. Think about it. You have never met anyone. You take your bags. You get into the plane. You know, one, one powerful preacher, this is what he did. He went to the airport. <laughs> the Lord was telling him, you must leave. So he took his passport, everything. He didn't have a ticket. And he arrived at the airport and said, like in our case, I'm South African. And you arrive at the, at the, at the airport and say, which countries which countries can I fly without a visa? So they mentioned them. South Africa has almost 200 countries uh, that you can fly. And you, when you arrive, they will give you a visa. 
your problem is you don't you don't travel. <laughs> Listen, you can live now and go to a country of your choice that South Africa has given liberty to do. So when he got to the airport, he asked them, where can I go? They gave him all nice countries. You can go to this country, this country, this country. And he says, as they were talking, they were not aware that he was waiting for that voice of God in the midst of the many countries they call. Because all of them are great. They have nice beaches. Because that's what he says. He says, I want to go to a place that has a, the town should have a beach on, on it. Because that's what I saw in my spirit when the Lord spoke to me. And he got into the plane. He bought a ticket there and there. Got into the plane. And his life has, nev uh, has never been the same again. He says, I spent four days in that nation. The heavens opened. I saw things that I've never seen. And he says, I did so much in that four days. When I came back, you couldn't recognize my ministry from the time before I left and after I came back. Because the level of dissolutionment was there. Now, the problem we have is that certainty takes away faith from us. When you are certain, there is, when you have a job, there is a chance that you will not obey God. Because in you, you are saying, I'll be safe. I'm set for some time. That's what certainty does. Oh, I'll have a degree. I will get my master's. Uh, I, I, I will get a job. And I will live my life. Listen, if life was that easy, all of us would be having it. You get it? So until you start to realize this thing that is making me to give excuse. Listen, you, to be a great leader, you must live without excuses. I have, I have left funerals that I were close to my life. People that are really close. If you talk close, to say to them, Saturday I'm not coming. There is prayer and I'm preaching. There is prayer and I'm doing what? I'm preaching. There is a lot that is going on in my life. I'm not going to allow this one thing, Uzziah, to blind my sight. Can you tell your neighbor, please remove Uzziah from your sight. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you have to understand, this man was distracted. And even yourself, you might be distracted that when we say, oh, we are building and starting branches, you are saying to yourself, no! We are happy doing less. Listen, the older you become, you must do more. Your life must become more complex. You know complex. When you look at me, you might see this one face. But you might be very shocked, the things I do. Your life must not slow down. Your life must be multi-layered. Multi-layered. Multi like lasagna. Have you seen lasagna? Oh, you don't know what you are talking about. <laughs> uh, listen. I, I have one of my children when she likes doing lasagna. If she was to cook, she'll do it. And she will not do it like you. She adds a lot of experimentation. She will add some other things at the bottom, some other lay, 
some, some pasta on top and do some other things and do some other things. When you come after it's fully cooked and you cut it. Listen, this thing is complex. And we ask, how did you do it? Can you tell your life must become complex. <laughs> your life has become complex. You used to be a single man. Now you are married. You get it? Listen, you can decide now, tomorrow I'm going home. Listen, your wife will tell you, you are not going. <laughs> oh, if you go there, I'm going, I'm going as well. You get it? It's more complex now. And when you think your life is going well, a baby drops. And then another level, another level of, of complexity of your life. I, I don't know you get it. Yes. We are moving forward. All these additions is a telltale sign we are moving forward. It's a telltale sign we are becoming victorious. It's a telltale sign that the Lord is on our side. That as we grow older, we make much more returns. Am I talking to somebody? But you can't just be one line person. You are too predictable. You are too easy. So, you have to fight the spirit of self-worship. We are doing branches. You have to fight the mind that things must work first before you come. Sister Putigumea, nice to see you. Hallelujah. You must fight what? You must fight what? Let me see if you are listening. Eh? Eh? You must fight what? Are you writing notes? Nobody's answering. We must fight what? Hallelujah. Self, self-worship. You say, I'm waiting for things to work. When they work, I'll come. Listen, there's a principle in life. The principle of first. Yes. Can you tell anybody there is a principle of first? Yeah. Those, those who arrive and do it the first time, they have a chance that they will break through. Most people, they like to wait for things to work. And when they work, we are coming. I had a friend. He's an acquaintance. We used to stay together when we were at school in the same, same house, sharing a house. And he's a good singer, a very good singer. And so many years ago, when our church started, I think first year or second year, we just, my wife said to him, Brother so, so and so, could you please come and bless us? You get it? You won't believe what was his answer. His answer was, uh, we don't get invited that way anymore. You get it? You must, you must write a letter or speak to the manager and pay. And then when, 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 when you pay, then I, we will come and sing. We are not, we are not doing item. We are not doing item. 
You know, in the church, we do items. What, what you are doing with poetry, what you are doing with dance, those are items in the church. This is not the first time we have been doing this for years. The item thing has been there. But what he didn't know is that he was given an opportunity to be among the first to partake in something greater than them. But because of blindness, he felt like, no, I will not come unless you pay me. I will not come unless certain things are done for us. I was inviting some very professional artists many years ago. They told me we, we, those, that year when I was asking this person to come to our church, he says, I want 65,000 rands. I said, okay, fine. What more? He says, we, you pay for the trans- I mean, we pay 65 and we pay for the transport to transport all his artists coming, coming this way. And after we pay for the transport, they must have what they call a holding place, like a lounge or whatever. And then there must be like some nice finger-licking good things there. You, you get it? You get it? And the place must have security properly secured. And I said, brother, you are taking yourself too serious. Even God is not like you. The requirements you are putting before they are done, nobody will, will, will be able to do what you want. Because at the end, when I calculated, I realized possibly I'm going to spend like ninety to 100000 for this guy. And I asked, by the way, is it the whole day show? And the guy says, listen, it's 45 minutes. You know me. I said, I will get, I will get your CD. <laughs> I, said, I said to him, I have your CD. Please, can you play Dr. Fora? Can you play Dr. Tumi? Any of Dr. Tumi songs? Listen, I'm inviting Dr. Tumi to our church. Please, can you play Dr. Dr. Tumi? I have Dr. Tumi. I'm going to play Dr. Tumi. It's 100 rand. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. You are taking yourself too serious. Yeah, even God doesn't have the requirements you have. Please, we are waiting for Dr. Tubi. He must give us an item. Yeah, yeah, he's coming. I see Matthews is behaving like he's working something. Let's give a clap offering to our beloved doctor. Yes! Amen. Thank you. That's brunch meeting. This next week, you can be playing in your branch and say, we have Dr. Tumi in our midst. He's a great blessing to the body of Christ. You get it? And when we have the money, it should not be an issue to give Dr. Tumi as much money as we can. Not because he acted in our church. No. If he's got a project like what he did, 
We should be able to write a nice check and say, Dr. Tumi, you are doing a good job. Continue. You get it? But if, if we are going, before you come to our meeting, there is requirements. You must buy me a sparkle coater with some fish and chips, some ration, and a soft egg in it. Listen, we, some of us have never seen a coater before. You are living a luxurious life. You get it? Me, I used to drink tea. Tea and pap. You know tea and pap? Yeah, tea and pap. You are rich. And you will be shocked how tasty a lot of sugar in a tea with pap will be like. <laughs> when we cook, we cooked a little bit more. Because we knew tomorrow we have something to eat. But you are too complex. You want rice krispies. Listen, I, I grew in a generation where Rice Krispies didn't exist. Oh, they were there, but I was never exposed to them. You get it? And this is my challenge to you, to say, you have to fight your distractions. Yeah, you have to fight your distractions. You have to deal with idolatry. That you must be comfortable for things to happen. Oh, for it to happen, we, we must do certain, certain things must be done for us so that we feel this is the issue. Many years ago, somebody was saying to me, until we have the instruments, I said, listen, I do church without instruments. Benjamin Dube is a powerful anointed minister. Kekia is one of the anointed ministers. I said, I'll play the music. I'll play the music and lift up my hands and say, I thank you, Lord for the days of my life. And if they refuse, if they can write letters and say, please don't play our music. We will sing with our mouths. We have been singing with our mouths since we were born. We will clap with our hands and storm with our feet. And if it's possible, we will hit some tin and some other things to make melody and joyous music to God. Oh, no, we can't do brunch because... Uh, there's no speakers. We can't do branch because there is no mic. Were you born with a mic? <laughs> oh, we need some light. You know, these young pastors, I was laughing. They are criticizing us to have lights in the church. And I just said, the problem is you are too young. Most young people operate on the periphery of foolishness. You speak before. You understand. Yes. Criticize your mother. Guess what? You will soon be a mother yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Criticize your mother. Criticize your mother. Tell, speak about how useless your father is. Yes. Speak about it. Then you will soon discover you are going to be a father just now. And then we will see which excellency you are going to operate with. We'll see. You soon come to that level where you, you have to experience. Then we'll see which wisdom are you operating with. Yeah. We will look at you and laugh. Uh, we will giggle when you turn this way. <laughs> when you come, we are serious. <laughs> we are with you. We are with you, my brother. No, the issue is that when you were young, you were too quick to speak. Yeah, you were too quick to speak. Someone said, oh, in the church is like a shebin. There's lights now. There's this, there's this, there's this. Oh, wow. 
Nice. Grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Yeah. We will, we will see. Criticize us. We will see when you reach our age. If you will be doing as many things as we are doing. Yeah. We will see. But I'm saying, do not... Uzziah, King Uzziah was a distraction. He was something wonderful and he was always there. So you have to deal with it. The spirit of self-worship, the spirit of self-centeredness. I will not come to the branch until things work. It's like somebody who doesn't want to come to self. You have made yourself an idol. We must worship you. The conditions must be nice. The church, when you come to church, everything must be working. Listen, you are the one to make it work. You are going there as a pioneer. I'm a pathfinder. I'm a pioneer. I'm a trailblazer. We are starting this thing many years down the line. My name will be written in lights on the street somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. So, deal with those self, deal with self-preservation. There are some people that say, I don't want things to fail while I lead. So, they want to come. They will be happy to be a pastor. How many pastors are having a service on Thursday? With so many people. How many? Tell me. Oh. How many? Can you ask your neighbor? How many? Yes. How many pastors are having a meeting on a Thursday? Sunday everybody can do it. It's easy. You get it? Yeah. So you have to understand that here we are doing this to fight the spirit that says it's too much. Yes. When he looked, he started to see the Lord has always been here, but there's always been a something that blocked me to see the Lord. And it might be your, the comfort of your house. Yeah. Very comfortable. Your house might be something that blocks you. Your own pride, your achievement in life. Your achievement. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. May the Lord deal with the spirit of oppression and bondage upon your life in the name of Jesus. May every spirit of bondage be broken upon your life in the name of Jesus. May you be set free from every spirit of oppression in the name of Jesus. May you be set free by the spirit of liberty that is in Christ Jesus in the name of Jesus. Number two, to be a great and powerful shepherd, to be a great Christian, to be a great leader, your eyes must be open. Your eyes. One, you deal with the Uziah in your life. When you speak to some women, they are still keeping their old boyfriend because they think he's a better security. Yeah. It's a better security. Somebody said to me, he's a father of my child. I said, it makes no difference. You are not married. Get quick over it. 
Uswereke babalash. You know babalash. You still think the guy loves you, but you know deep down your heart. He doesn't. It's you who's in love with the guy, but the guy is not in love with you. There's nothing as painful as a woman loving the man. Yes. There's nothing as painful as a woman loving the man. And the guy doesn't love the girl. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a, it's a nightmare. You know nightmare. You know nightmare. It's a nightmare. You wish it will go away. Oh, I'm dreaming. When you wake up, you still realize this is reality. This is my life. You'll be going around chasing. You heard he was in this shipping. You go to it. They say he just left with the other girlfriend. Using your car. Chasing. <laughs> Using your car. Your car. Because you thought, oh, I love the guy. I love the guy. <laughs> buying. Buying with your credit card. Buying with your credit card. Say, I love the guy. Listen, you are wasting your time. <laughs> you are the one. I've said this many times. Girls don't get it. Listen. If the boy loves you, say yes. <laughs> Appearances are deceiving. Yes. Appearances are what? Are deceiving. You'll be, you are deceived. You are deceived. You are deceived. Oh. You are deceived. Oh no, I have, I, you know, I love. Listen, get over it. <laughs> it's not the girl who loves the man, it's the man who loves the girl. Listen, I love my wife. You can't convince me otherwise. That decision doesn't involve emotions. Doctor, I've passed the feeling and the emotional state for. Mrs. Kikana and uh, Mrs. Mklava. Uh, sister, sister Koketo. Uh, Who's a missus? There must still be feelings and emotions. It's a good state to be in. Enjoy it. You get it? But this love has nothing to do with how I feel about it. It's a decision I've made. Doing Working for God has nothing to do with my feeling or how I feel about it. It's the decision I've made. In rainy season, I will be there. In the snowy time, I will be there. In the hot, sunny African sun, the one that will turn you, the one that will turn your face. You just go out one time and your complexion is changed. I will serve the Lord because the decision I've made, I love the Lord and the Lord has loved me I respond to the love of Jesus by doing my little that I can do to show my appreciation. To show my appreciation. I will give myself. But most women don't get it. They will give the husband 10, 10 requirements. 10 things that makes me happy. <laughs> 10 things that makes me happy. Box one, tick Two, three. Number three, it's not there. So the woman is not happy. It's moody. 
in the house. Listen, this life is too short to be angry. Yeah, it's too short. I, I just, listen, adjust yourself. Can you tell your neighbor, adjust yourself? <laughs> we are doing branches. Tell your neighbor, adjust yourself. We are doing branches. <laughs> uh, remind the sister, adjust yourself. You are married. You are married. Adjust yourself. When I was a girl, I was doing girlish things. You, you, can, you can put mascara and all of those things, but after you get married, you realize these things don't work as much. There is more work in the house before you can paint yourself. There's no time. You get it? And that is why we give thanks for the Chinese to bring these wigs that we can just uh, put them on our head and then just look good and live. A good, a good, a good leader, a good female shepherd, a good woman shepherd must have a wig in the boot of her car. Not shoes, not shoes, a wig, a wig. So that if they call you, so and so is in hospital, you must go quickly. <laughs> you will fix it and adjust it in the mirror in the car. <laughs> We are working. We are doing the branch. Adjust yourself. Don't have an attitude. Don't give us an attitude. Adjust yourself. Just know things in life change. And change has come. And we are changing. And we are going to do the change. Even though we don't understand, we will follow the change. And make sure that we become part of the change. Yes. I said, I said to somebody, I said, listen, just go home and be happy. There are people who are never happy by themselves. And when they are with other people, they cause depression in other people. So there are friends I don't want. I no longer call them friends. You have hurt me. I always adjust my friends. I'll call them and say, let's go out. We drive. We like, I like the bush. Let's go to, to the bush and drive in the bush and look at the giraffe. It's one of the animals I like. Giraffe is beautiful. Have you seen it? You know, it has got that stately movement even when it, when it walks and looks at you from there. <laughs> so, hey. It's a very awkward animal. When you look at it, you say, hey, this is beautiful. That's what refreshes me. So I'll go there and say, Let's go to the bush. And we start talking and I say, this friendship of ours, we've been friends, but I don't see the value of it. Can we adjust ourselves again? Another mile, another two kilometers, another hundred meters. Let's work on it. But if you are not willing to adjust yourself, things don't work. Listen, it's a mistake that we've taught you to build big houses. I'm very sorry. Big houses don't make people happy. They make people slaves. Very few people have built their own houses. It's loan. And immediately you get into this big loan. You have to service the loan. When we lift up our hands and say, Jesus, we love When we take an offering, when we take the second offering, we're asking questions. Why? Listen, it's not there in the Bible that you will take one offering. Is it in the Bible? Tell your neighbor, you are traditional. You are very religious. Yeah, you are very religious. 
Adjust yourself. Things have changed and things are changing. But for you, you want things to stay the same. Things can't be the same unless you, you adjust yourself. You say, oh, now we are doing branches. I might have to do much of my work on a Sunday than throughout the week. The week I care for the people. Sunday I serve the Lord. Make sure that people make sense of their faith. Am I telling somebody? So to be a great shepherd, your eyes must be open. We are talking about faith as far as the eye can see. You can only serve the Lord with the revelation you have received. Some people's revelation is too short. It's just going to heaven. Miracles say, I have received Jesus. No, no. You receive Jesus and you work your salvation out. What we are doing now, we are working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Yes. With fear and trembling. We are working our salvation. It's not comfortable. Nobody's comfortable. You know, when you are in the plane and you are flying and you go, you encounter turbulence. There's some turbulence that are not really turbulence. But I've been in a plane where everybody was awake. We took off and when they were making a U-turn, like, you know, they took off as if we were going to Europe and then we, we turned, our plane had to turn to come down to South Africa. Hey, I don't know what happens. There was a pocket, they say it's a pocket of cold air. The area, it's, 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 a, it's a, 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 a hot area. So they say we went into a different, the plane fell. You know falling. You know falling. We fell. The cabin doors and whatever they open, one bag or so fell. Uncertainty has come. You are starting to make all your prayers. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Lord have mercy. We are dying. We are dying. We are perishing. <laughs> Everybody, even the, the atheist is praying. The atheist is praying for their soul because the plane has fallen. It was six hours of silence in the plane. I don't think anybody ate that night. Every little, you know, to fly so nice. But every little tit. <laughs> after we fell. I mean, we fell after we left. The, it's like, you see, when you come out of the airport and you, you know, you, are, you can see yourself, you're going up. You're going up, you're going up. And you are, you are, we bend and we are turning. And then we reach that pocket and the plane went down. The things opened. And the shouts inside the desperation. And then after some time, they got control of it and the pilot told us we didn't see it on the radar, blah, blah, and tried to explain the phenomena to us, to say these things, they are there. Listen, your explanation means nothing anymore. <laughs> we are afraid. We are dying. This thing might fall. So listen, we are doing branches. We are building new cells. We are creating uncertainty. When we live in uncertainty, we live in the, in the grace of God. Yeah, we create another level of certainty. 
which is the level of faith, living by faith. This is why I say I regret that we have taught many people that, oh, I've got a house, I've got this, I've got that. Because it, what we simply made our people, we made our people slaves. We are working, but not for ourselves. If you have a house, you can ask yourself, do I need this many rooms? I don't think so. We don't. I don't need lounge. I don't need uh, study. I don't need... Today's even worse. I've got over 2,000 books here. Over 2,000. My library. I have a library in my house. A lot of books. Some books are still in the boxes. You know, I've got books that have been in a, <laughs> in a bag. I came to Pretoria 28 years ago. Those books, they've never seen the light of day. It's the books I had in my picking. I've stacked them in boxes. Then when I arrive here, I stack them in suitcases. And I say, when I, when, after I built my office, I'll put the books there. If you come to my office, if you go to my bed where I sleep, I've got possibly 10, 15 books. If you go to my study, there's books everywhere. Books galore. You get it? We, we, we might look at it and say, oh, I need that space. And it's true. Maybe you need it. But if you are not going to live by faith and you don't see, you might think life is about getting married, having children, and then living, paying your maintenance to grow the children and die. That, that's too short a life. Let's imagine your obituary. Let's imagine you, you are dead. We are, we are imagine what? We are attending your memorial service. We are attending what? Your memorial service. We haven't mentioned anyone's name. God forbid. Amen. And then people are talking. What do you want people to say? Uh, brothers and sisters, this guy went to crash. Listening, <laughs> listening. Early Learning Center. And then he moved from Lesedding Early Learning Center. He did his primary in the Eastwood, Eastwood Primary. And then he moved there. He did his higher primary in uh, Queenswood uh, uh, Secondary. And he went, he did his, his matric in the high school. Listen. You have no news to tell us. You have not lived your life. Oh, he, he did this. All of those things are important. But it would be very nice, I tell you, when the queue, all the queue, they are coming and saying, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, my name is Vincent. I'm talking about this man. When I was lost and I didn't know anything, this man met me. He shared the gospel with me. He changed my life. But maybe you don't know. Can I ask my wife, my children, my congregation to stand, please. All these people, they owe it to this dead man. We're not talking, we're not, we're talking about the living legend. That their death is not a waste. It's a continuation of what life is about. But you, when you die, your children will be fighting over inheritance. And 
spoons. Where in the case people fight <laughs> over spoons and pots, you know? Our parents don't cook on this nice. I don't know where they got the idea. They buy the pots but never use them. It's madness. <laughs> they, they hang them somewhere as a display that we have these expensive pots and then we have this expensive whatever. And listen, I don't, in my house, there's no special plate. I'm the special person. I use all the plates in the house. My wife's pots, the expensive pots. When my mother-in-law passed away, my, my wife inherited the pots. We've been cooking with those pots for the past 30 years. They're still there in my house. We have not bought a new set of... And then my mother died. You get it? So we got another display pots. People are fighting over a teaspoon. You know, my mother had, had a long cup, two long cups. They are very unique. And uh, one of my aunts came and said, I don't want anything except, <laughs> except the two cups. Everything that the people said they want, I didn't give to them. I said, eh, why are you about that? They are important. There must be something unique about them. I said, those two, they are mine. Please, don't touch them. <laughs> those two. And then somebody came and said, I want this. I said, no, that, that's what I want. Whatever that other people wanted, I want. <laughs> I said, what's the secret behind it? Maybe there is power in, in, in those things. So let me, let me keep it. So my issue here is, if your eyes are not open, you are going to hold on things that have no value. Yeah. You're going to look at yourself and say, oh, I'm doing something important. I'm doing this. Before you know it, we have passed, we have gone far too far. You must have the spirit of a prophet. I said, you must have a spirit of a prophet. Hallelujah. You must have the ability to be led by the spirit. When we do the branch, the leader, we, we must be led by the spirit. We are not doing it as church usual. We are entering a level where we are confronting principalities, power, spirits of wickedness in heavenly places. All of us can contribute to God. All of us can do something better for God. Hallelujah. So he says here, and, 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 and in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Your eyes must be open. Be ready to see. Come expecting to see something. People come and they have no expectation. Come with an expectation. Come with what? Yeah. You must have the spirit of a prophet to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must be able to see the Lord and perceive him to be present with you. When we are there, you should know the Lord is present here. The Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. His presence is here with us. But you, you should not look at yourself and say, you know, I'm busy. I was saying to somebody, listen, all of us have children. You are not the only one who have children. Judge, you are not the only one. How many children do you have? Two. I've got four. So you have been started. I have how many? Four. Mrs. Mutlava. 
When Justina was getting married, the mother-in-law, you know what she said? On the day, they even consummated the, the marriage. The old woman just came there and said, grandchildren, we want, <laughs> we want children. I said, leave the girl alone, please. <laughs> we want what? Children. And I think when the baby came, possibly they love her more. You get it? But you think they are happy? I can guarantee you. If you go home, they'll tell you this child is too big. He should be having a dolly, a small brother, uh, playing around. You get it? So we never finish. The life is getting more complex. The more we see, the more we become. The more we see, the more we become. The more we see, your greatest enemy is blindness. If you don't see, you settle for less. Yeah, you become mediocre. You become an ordinary person. We have just been there. But when you see, you become vigorous. You start to, to walk and work with agency. You are taken over. This thing can't continue the same way. This thing must change. My situation must change. I was saying to one member, say, listen, move out of your house. Move. Go to a lowest place. Look for a cheapest place. Stay there. And God will restore you. And one day the person came and says, I'm restored. I have the money. I say, don't be in a hurry to buy the house. Save the money and enjoy the moment. You know, some people before they get even a salary, they got the salary increase. Before the salary comes, they've already changed their car. Because they've got the letter. I don't know you get it. I say, listen. When, when you get a salary increase, for the next coming 12 months, don't buy anything new. Don't change your life. Just enjoy your money. Enjoy yourself. Do things that you could not do before. But don't go and buy this fancy, nice, luxurious car. And then tomorrow you are back to square ones. You are the one crying again. Say, oh, we don't have money. We don't have money because you played with it. May the Lord have mercy. You must be able to see the Lord and perceive him to be present with you. And that the Lord is your help and your aid. Number three, be a, you, to be a good shepherd, you must know that the Lord is sitting on his throne. You must know. The Lord is seated. Listen, God is not in turbulence. God is sure. God is what? He's sure. God is sure. Have that understanding. God is here. Even now, I have that understanding. God is here and he has been here all along. His, his, his throne is not under threat. Hallelujah. Not that the Lord is the one that is set rule and we are part of his kingdom. Hallelujah. His kingdom knows no end. The kingdom of our God knows no end. Revelation tells us since the kingdom of this world they have become the kingdom of our God and even of his Christ. Hallelujah. Of the Savior. So we are going there to create an environment we never had before. Praise the Lord. Yeah, have faith. Have faith. Faith is the ability to say it's going to work. Listen, if you are having difficulty at work, change your attitude. Change your attitude. Make yourself to be the one who's the problem. I'm not saying go to the manager and say I'm the problem. That's not what I'm saying. I say from that day, make yourself happy. Make yourself happy. Go to work. Be happy that you have a job and how many 
six or 13 million South Africans have no jobs. So be happy. I've come to work. Somebody was complaining, he says, I don't get it that people are making billions and they are paying us peanuts. So I said, I said to the person, you don't understand. You have a problem of contentment. It doesn't matter how much salary you earn. You will never be happy with it. If we pay you 100,000, you will start asking the question, if you get 100,000, how much does my boss make? And if we give you 1 million, we say we are settling you so that you are happy. Money is not a good motivator. Yes. It's not a big house that will make you happy. No. It's good. We need big houses because we are doing branches. So that we can come and sit on your nice sofas and have church service. Hallelujah. I was saying to somebody, can you imagine finishing your sofas because Christians are sitting on them? Huh? It's a good thing. What do you think? Faith is to see what God sees. You force yourself to see what, what is the aim of God. And you start to see for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have an everlasting life. God did not send his son to condemn the world but he sent his son that through him the world might be reconciled to God. We are doing the branch that the world might be reconciled back to God. Hallelujah. Yes. That the world. Why are you getting married? Marry for purpose. I was saying to a sister, marry for purpose. Marry the brother who's running a cell than a brother who's not running a cell. I know it doesn't sound serious. It's the beginning of spirituality. You can work together. Marry a brother who has a cell. I'm talking to somebody. Married a brother. Who had what? A cell. <laughs> Don't marry a brother who comes to church and just sits there with this nice tie. And, uh, so, and it's, you, we are not sure. His body is here, but his mind is the other side of town. He's looking at this watch and saying, when, when is he finishing? <laughs> Listen. We have come to church. If, if it's possible, Lala Voga. You get it? We'll be here. We are enjoying ourselves. What, what is your problem? Can you ask me, what is your problem? What are you complaining about? What are you complaining about? Are you not happy that you are saved? Are you not happy that Jesus died for you? Are you not happy to learn more about Jesus and how to serve him? Praise the Lord. Faith is to see what God sees. God says, lift up your eyes and see. Hallelujah. The, the book of Genesis 13, verse 14 to 16 says, And the Lord said to Abram, and Lord, uh, uh, after Lord has separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Hallelujah. Can you tell your neighbor, lift up your eyes now from the place where you are?
Yes. This why the prophet said, you know, Isaiah says, the year the king died, he lifted up his eyes. And when he lifted up his eyes, maybe he was, his eyes were full of tears because maybe he was sitting on the king's table. He's the one who was eating all these delicacies, nice, juicy meats and so forth, choice cuts. But he started to see there was something much more. There was something too much that was in God. And he didn't see it. So that's the same. He lifted up his eyes, says, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, it was, eastward, and westward. For all the land you see, I give to you and your descendant forever. You must be able to see. The branch is the greatest revolution that enables us to grow even more leaders. We have more leaders, but it enables us to grow even more leaders, to serve God more efficiently, to use all the resources we have so that nobody can sit and say, I have nothing to do. Hallelujah. Sorry. Hallelujah. It's, and he says, I will make your descendant as the dust of the earth so that if a man will number the dust of the earth, then your descendant also will be numbered. As Moses was able to see, Joshua was made to see the supernatural. God is a God of continuation. He said to Moses, uh, make the, the same thing that he said to Moses is the same thing he said to Joshua. Joshua could see what Moses have seen. May you see what, what I see in the name of Jesus. Number five, uh, uh, to be a great Christian, to be a great shepherd, uh, the, the, the great shepherd believes and follows faithfully. We follow what? Faithfully. Unwaveringly. We are loyal. We are fully committed. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 9 to 10. And when they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I'm taken from you. And Elisha said, Please, let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing. Yet, can you tell your neighbor you have asked a hard thing? Hallelujah. You have asked, you, you have asked what? Yes, you have asked a hard thing. You have asked a hard thing to one double portion. But he says, yet, if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. Hallelujah. Yeah, he says, nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. The branch enables us to do what we have seen so that we may receive a double portion. If you see it, you will conceive it. If you have conceived it, you will give birth to it. May you receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, if you see me as I'm being taken from you, it shall be so with you. It shall be so with you. I like, I like this thing. We say a cell church, everything is about the cell. Everything is about the cell leader. That's our life. 
Can't tell anybody that's our life. Everything is about you. Yes, everything. In our church, the most important unit is the cell. But what we are saying to the cell leader, the ministry shepherd, you can do much more for God. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. God said to Joshua, wherever you go, uh, as far as your eye can see, I've given you the territory. Hallelujah. Genesis 13, 17, it says, Arise, walk in the land through its length and its worth, for I've given it to you. So what we are doing, we are, we are going to be walking uh, into, into that which the Lord has given to us. Hallelujah. May the Lord open your eyes that you may see the Lord as uh, 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 for the things that the Lord has taught for us. May you see what the Father sees in the name of Jesus. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 15 to 17 and it says, And the servant of the men of God rose early and went out there. Uh, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answers, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So just have this understanding as we do the branch. Don't fear. He who's with us is greater than the one that is without. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is within me than the one that is without. Satan cannot take us down because the greater is he that is in us. Hallelujah. So he said, he said to him, come down, come down. Don't worry about it. And he says, alas, my master, what shall we do? He answers, do not fear. Can you tell your neighbor, do not fear? For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Amen. Then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Can we stand, please? Open his eyes that he may see. You've been sitting for long. We're going to pray. Lord, open my eyes that I may see. The branch is here and it's our breakthrough. Amen. Hallelujah. We're entering a level that is superior in service to God. Praise the Lord. So we're going to pray. Can you lift up both of your hands? Can you lift up your voice to God and say, Father, today I surrender my life. Can we open our mouth? Can you pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We come, we commit ourselves. We thank you for the call of God upon our life, the call of God upon the ministry, the call of God upon all and everything that we do in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you are gracious, that you are merciful, that you are kind. I thank you, Father, for the wisdom that exists Lord, we give you praise. We exalt you. Lord, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take my rightful place in Christ Jesus. I'm seated with you. I rule with you. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to stay where I have been before. I take a step of faith 
and I enter into eternity of my life. I enter into eternity of my life. I thank you, Father, for graces, new graces upon my life. Powerful administration upon my life in the name of Jesus. I receive this evening the endowment of faith. I believe that all things are possible to me because I believe this thing will work. Against hope, this thing will work. Against opposition, this thing will work. In the name of Jesus, I'm fully committed. I'm giving myself to make it succeed. I'm adjusting myself. I'm adjusting myself so that I can fit in the name of Jesus. Can you give a powerful clap offering?